Welcome to the Crime of the Century podcast, where we expose higher education as a scam that it is. I'm Kevin Prentville, and I believe that because of what we're teaching our students, we're losing an entire generation. Today, as always, we'll be diving headfirst into controversial subjects undaunted by political correctness. After the March for Life controversy last week, I thought it would be critical to view identity politics from this angle. And that is, where do they come from? And if they come from college, it just may be part of the crime of the century. You'll remember a few years ago, um, Project Veritas, who I believe, which I believe is an offshoot of uh, Turning Point USA, which was founded by uh, Charlie Kirk. I'm not really sure what he does outside of Turning Point USA, but that's another topic for something that's not this. Um, Project Vieritas, anyways, they went undercover. This is essential what they do is they have students who participate, who sign forms and all that, where they wear a uh, body cam and they go and essentially uh, do like undercover journalism of some of these professors. Things that the news media won't touch because they aren't really journalists anymore. Um, but this stuff would, I mean, it, it, it would absolutely... Uh, in, it would just enlighten the, the American populace as to what's going on. And on uh, Constitution Day, there was a number of, of different schools where they had these um, undercover operations going on, where these students wore these body cams and they sat down and they would complain about the Constitution. That was, that was the only directive they had, complain about the Constitution, on Constitution Day. And... They had, and they were, they were three different students. They had a white male student, a black male student, and a white female student um, to do this kind of control group, right? Because you've got to be scientific. And so with the um, male student who went to some college in Florida, and I forget the name of it. It was a bigger school. It might have been one of the Miamis, um, where... He went in and he said, uh, you know, I just feel like the Constitution really hurts women's progress and women's rights. Of course, this is bullcrap. And, you know, it's the, it's the greatest document written by man in the history of man. That, that, that's, that's, you can't even question that. That's, that's not even... Uh, to, to, for him to say that, and he was saying it just to follow you know his objective so I'm not saying that he actually believed that but but those words it's 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 like ripping a Bible in half like you you just don't do that <laughs> but regardless he said you know oh this this hurts women's progress and he was kind of going this like male feminist vibe which is creepy enough it's you know like kind of neutering yourself but also at the same time like being very um, effeminate, it, 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 it's a, the male feminist thing is creepy. But he had this good impersonation going on, and the uh, professor ended up um, saying, well, you know, what we'll do is we'll uh, have a discussion, because um, this was their, I'm assuming, history professor, but could be a number of other different topics, political science, Etc. We'll have it anyways. The professor said, you know, oh well, we'll have a discussion tomorrow on why the Constitution is problematic for minorities and 
this is as far as the professor is willing to go. We'll have a discussion on why it's problematic, which is a, a, a terrible word. Uh, you'll notice uh, the Daily Wire, Wire ran by Ben Shapiro and his cavalcade of, of uh, conservative voices. They uh, described uh, or they had their uh, word of the year of 2018 as being problematic because it's the leftist use it's leftist parlance for I don't like this thing, but a lot of other people's people do. We just have to force them to hate it, you know. So they'll use the word problematic, and uh, regardless, the, the, that premise is chilling enough, but not really that bad. Then they had the um, black uh, male student go. Uh, I think some college in Michigan, I believe. Um, closer to Canada, and he said that he felt as though the Constitution was written, uh, you know, to keep to keep black people down, keep them enslaved, and so the professor, I think it was a, um, a student counselor or you know one of those positions, uh, basically said that you know while the Constitution was written to keep black people down, the Constitution was written uh, was written to keep white people in power instead of I think the situation could be could have been handled when she when she was asked this question was would be by answering with a question. You know, why do you think that? Why you know what have you been taught that has led you to say that? Because the Constitution, of course, uh, has amendments in it that ban slavery and ban um, you know people gerrymandering and preventing people to vote based off of skin color. All of the uh, the necessary things in that amendment. Sure. Slavery did exist when the United States was created, uh, but we, we often forget the founders, Washington, the northern founders at least, there weren't really any southern founders, they just kind of tagged along for the ride, but uh, Jefferson and Washington, all these people, they wanted to abolish slavery, but were afraid that if they did when they were fighting the English that the southerners would actually stay loyal because they had their entire economy based on slavery. Um, which was one of the reasons for the Civil War, and so uh, the founders were kind of stuck. They would have rather had a free nation that could evolve into, well, what happened. Unfortunately, it was the Civil War, but that was a failure on James Buchanan's part. Uh, regardless, the idea that the Constitution was written to keep people of color in, quote, place is silly because the whole idea I mean, you had people during the era of slavery, black people like Frederick Douglass, who were able to escape um, the situation in the South, go to the North and actually create a life for themselves is proof that the Constitution is actually a document that frees, not lead. It doesn't lead. It's a document that allows, even in the worst conditions that this country has had, it still allows for success. Regardless of merit, uh, regardless of color, it, because it is based on merit. But perhaps the most chilling part of this um, documentary, I guess, it's not really, it's about a 10 minute video. Just search uh, Project Veritas Constitution on, on YouTube. And one of the other things that came up was uh, from the last student, the female. And she went in there. She, I believe, she actually works for Veritas, which is she's a college student, but it's like a volunteer organization. And uh, 
So her objective was she wanted to see how far um, this the dean of students would go. And I think um, this was also in a northern school, but I I want to say it was in Massachusetts. I didn't. Um, they provided the names, but I uh, didn't remember them. That's on me. But regardless, this uh, uh, female went uh, to just to see how far the dean of students would go, and so. She brought up, she was talking about how it's an oppressive document and it hurts women and minorities and it's this terrible document that, that creates this oppressive patriarchal structure, all, you know, all of the, the, the drivel, the nonsense. And the dean of students actually went so far as to shred the Constitution. Like, like they, so they were passing out constitutions, it was Constitution Day. They were passing these out at school. Student brought, or the undercover um, student brought one in, and got the dean of students to put it in the paper shredder. And these kind of these these kinds of people are teaching our youngest generations about America. Are they though? I mean, or are they teaching them something else? Are they teaching them an ideology? And that's where identity politics and the whole crux of this video comes in. They're willing to shred the Constitution. Clearly, they have no reverence for it. Clearly, I would actually believe, even though these students had the motive of, of, of bringing this out, clearly those professors all believe that the Constitution is problematic, that uh, it's oppressive to minorities, that it creates some sort of patriarchy. They believe that this stuff should be torn up and replaced. But replaced by what? And you look at the rest, so if you're going to throw out Western culture, which clearly they want to do, and replace it with the East, what has the East provided us? Well, certainly not the freedom of man, certainly not the dignity of a human being, certainly not the rights that we have come to enjoy, but also internalize because we can understand using science and empirical knowledge that from the dignity of existence that we have the right to express ourselves. We have the right to defend ourselves. We have the right to property. We have the right to live on our own merit. We can understand this, but if we throw all of that out for what? To say that we're not oppressing women anymore or keeping minorities in their place, even though that's more of an ideological argument than a than a factual argument. You replace it with tyranny because you, everything's everything's got to conform to this one ideology. And part of that ideology, and what I'm driving at here, is that it's a very it's a Marxist ideology. And if you don't know what Marxism is, Karl Marx is a crazy person who wrote the Communist Manifesto and has essentially signed the the death warrant of about 80 million to 100 million people in the history of the world. He's a great mass murderer. He's probably, you know, Jack the Ripper can't hold a candle to this guy. Uh, he's a crazy homeless man who wrote in a library that he basically that he hated rich people. And other miserable people have followed him. Castro and Stalin and Lenin and Mao, all of these Pol Pot, all of these terrible people have followed in Marx's footsteps and acted on what he wrote. Part of that is identity politics, which is essentially there is no merit and you know you're you're white, so that means you have, you know, you're you belong to you, you like X, you you go to Y, you know. I, basically based on your skin color, I know X, Y, and Z about you. 
where in reality, I don't know anything about you. I mean, maybe if you if you got like tattoos all over your face, I might be a little bit wary of you and think that you know you might stab me or throw my baby in the well. Um, but that doesn't have to do with skin color. That's anybody with tattoos all over their face, or or I'm going to think that you're you know some sort of terrible rap artist. But one of the two, and and even then you might you know you might actually stab a child. But regardless. What happened to judging people based off of their actions and their merit? What is so wrong with saying some people succeed in life and some people don't? And the people who don't, just because you don't succeed now doesn't mean you're going to fail forever. I mean, look at uh, Carnegie. ended up giving away like a quarter of a billion dollars in the 1900s. Didn't have any money until he was 40. You can do, if we allow this free society to persist, where merit and accomplishments drive value, which create wealth, and we don't infringe on that right to create wealth, with the age of technology today, where would we be? It's, it's why America has a quarter of the population of China and crushes them when it comes, why our economy is so far ahead of theirs, because they would rather uh, uh, kill small uh, babies, women, uh, because you know they have the one one child policy because they allow their government to be that tyrannical they don't know anything outside of what's happening in their local area because their government won't allow it they don't have the right to express themselves they don't have the right to defend themselves none of the stuff that we honestly kind of take for granted and it it what it does is it just strangles that 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 free will and that determinism that we all have and this is why at some point India is going to pass them. And people say around 2030, at some point India is going to pass them. Germany has passed them. Germany is even smaller than, well, Germany's close, but they're even smaller than, much smaller than China and without any, nearly as much of uh, natural resources. Um, look at the English. The English have no, have pretty much no natural resources. It's, it's a little island in the middle of Europe, which isn't exactly known for natural resources either, other than coal and steel. And England was, even without its colonies, is still doing fine uh, when it comes to economic production. Why? Because they allow, the, they essentially let the government get out of the way and allow their civilians to grow. And you look at old Western societies that have embraced identity politics and have embraced, and we talked about uh, Jean-Jacques Rousseau in the third episode, probably going to have to revisit him in a few here, but he was a French philosopher who essentially laid the groundwork for someone like Marx to just take his ideas to the logical extreme or illogical extreme. and. He basically agreed with John Locke, or uh, Rousseau, agreed with John Locke in the sense that the government exists to, to recognize rights that we already have innately. That, that's uh, life, the right to uh, life, liberty, and we call it the pursuit of happiness. John Locke said it, life, liberty, and property. So you look at the, the, the French Revolution, though, which embraced Rousseau's ideas, not Locke's. And it got to the point where they were so afraid of monarchists, people who wanted the king back. This is between Napoleon and, and the king. And 
they would behead you if you had a deck of cards that had a king in it. They would behead you if, you know, uh, you said God save the queen, even if you were an Englishman, which was part of the reason for one of the first coalition wars. They would, they were so focused on what they perceived others to be and not what they actually were that they were, it was a culture of death and it was, it devolved into chaos, which then Napoleon was able to rescue the state out of chaos, but of course replaced it with, I mean, he was an emperor. He was a, he was, although benevolent, could have easily been a, a, a dictator. And that's the road we're on now, is towards tyranny, because in this transition period between us thinking that the Constitution is revenant and to be revered, which I believe it is, and to thinking that it's an oppressive document which hurts women and minorities that must be shredded, in this period of chaos, that we don't have a clear leader to define that space and and to lead us and eventually will lead to the destru destruction of the state. So the question is, how do we fix this? How do we solve that? Well, I'll lead into it and what we'll be talking about next week on Crime of the Century as well is you don't need college. And that and that's that that's at the end of the day. I, I really think if, if it's a truly merit-based society and you need to get better at something, sure, you can pay to go to college to be a doctor or a lawyer, something that's a very, very high-skilled position. But to go there to learn, you know, electric dance therapy or, or, or feminist basket weaving, uh, that's not going to, you're, you're spending a hundred grand to, to maybe make 30. It just doesn't really make sense. But, you know, there are, there are reasons to go to college, but it's not a necessity. It's not the, okay, you go to high school, then you go to college. Because all that happens is you end up with the 50 grand of debt that we talked about a while back, and you end up with this bitterness toward the country that didn't do anything. It was these professors that that have been indoctrinated and never really experienced what others have experienced and have put that falsehood on, on our students. So really, we just need to get it out of our heads that we need to go to college and instead work towards something. Set a goal, achieve the goal, create something of value that drives wealth towards someone else and in return you'll get yours and I think that creates a better and a freer society and that's really the fabric of America but until we recognize that on a national scale it's it will continue to be the crime of the century. Hey guys I got my proof here for my new book Smoke and Mirrors a financial story and it couldn't have come out at a better time. You know, the uh, Democratic Congress just met, and you know what? They're gonna raise taxes up to 70%. Can you believe it? Well, tell you what, if you put money into any qualified plan that's tax deferred at 20% and you take out at 70, you know who wins? That's right, the government and financial institutions, and maybe the banks too. So that's why in this book, I explain the mindset to break out of this conditioning and how the banks Financial institutions and the government are all involved in taking your hard-earned money out of your pocket. Pick it up today on Amazon for $9.99 or go on my website, kevinprendeville.com. Get a free 
that's right, free half hour webinar with me explaining some of the concepts gone over in this book. And don't forget to check it out, all the other stuff on YouTube uh, at kevinprendeville.com.